Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts. Specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, Swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. (coughs) Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, May 6th. This week, our team landed in New York for the BOF Professional Summit, New Frontiers in Fashion and Technology, our first physical event in North America since before the pandemic. For more than two decades now, the fashion industry's technological transformation has been gathering momentum, but the pandemic turbocharged this. When we entered lockdowns in March 2020, we had no idea what was going to happen. And now that we are re-emerging two years later, from a fashion technology perspective, 
it's almost as if 10 years have gone by. Nowhere is this more clear than in the development of and the hype surrounding the metaverse. And the poster child of this movement in fashion is the co-founder of Artifact, Benoit Pagotto, whose company was acquired by Nike in December. Benoit joined me for a conversation at the summit to explain why he agreed to sell his business now and unpack how brands can grow their communities in the burgeoning Web3 space. Here's Benoit Pagotto at the BOF Professional Summit. For everyone who doesn't know what you do, Mm -hmm. I think we need to start with that very basic explanation that you gave to me a long time ago to just explain... The vision or something? Well, what does Artifact do exactly? And when you, I, I think when I asked you the first time, I said, you know, if you were explaining it to your grandmother, you know, how would no you, how, how <laughs> would you explain it? Because, you know, we, this morning we hear all of these different buzzwords, Web3, DAO, you know, community. A lot, a lot of bad stuff were said as well. I disagree a lot with what some of the panels. Okay, well, that's what that's we want to dive into. That's a discussion. Okay, so you... you... No, but so where, where, what we do with Artifact is when we started, we started with the belief, so first we're three co-founders, and we're all, you know, from different backgrounds, we're all like gamers, geeks, you know, we love anime, all of this type of stuff. And we started with the vision thinking that in the future, a lot of what you possess digitally would be a lot more valuable to you than what you possess physically, both on the emotional level and economic level. And this is true today. You know, it's true for me because, I mean, I'm an NFT king now or whatever. So, of course, I don't want to lose my wallet and have a shit flat, but I've got a really good wallet with NFTs. But uh, it's, it's true, you know, for me as well. You know, I grew up... Video games, to me, is the most amazing medium that's ever existed since I... I'm three years old, I play every day, and I have been fascinated by the industry as a whole. And a lot of my best memories in my life were not like with my big brother, was not like stuff we did in holidays, it's stuff we did in games, you know? Like uh, killing a boss, doing a co-op thing, uh, participating in a quest. Like, so I've got a lot of really great memories I remember with my brother or my friends online, and I cherish them almost more than the stuff I did at school in in, in classroom or whatever, right? And it's true today, and I don't know if there's any kids in there, I don't think so, because that would be weird, but if you take any, any kid today, you either tell him, okay, I delete your Roblox account, or I take your childhood uh, full of goo, uh, like plushy you have since you're one years old, they're going to cry a lot more if you take out their Roblox account than if you, you burn their plushie in front of their eyes, and for way longer. So that's that, that core belief that started it, that, okay, so of course we should create a brand that would have you know, digital items and digital goods as the first type of product and fully create for that world instead of being constrained by your legacy, your existing business, and having to ship stuff. I hate shipping and logistics. I was in esports shipping just. It was the worst thing to do, to ship stuff around the world. So we started with that. And the second belief we had as well is that in, in the future, you don't need, brands need to change completely their approach. First, they need to stop using the word consumer, because that's over. But mainly is that the, the value of your brand in the future is not going to be made by your market cap, but by your community market cap. Like what community you have, are they creative, are they good, are they supportive, are they smart, are they connected, where are they in the world, and how they can create value for you. And so that's how we created that brand, because I worked for many luxury brands and brands all around in my life. I was always hired to be the cool guy with ideas. And I thought, okay, I, I feed all these guys for years and they still don't really understand and they will never understand because they've been missing out on the gaming culture that's, I think, taking over the major mainstream you know, culture for, for the world, taking over hip-hop. And so that was the core belief. And we thought, okay, like, we can actually create a brand, brand new that is born in gaming culture, born in crypto, 
And from then, you know, have a full you know, horizon of whatever you want to do. And you are not limited. We started with sneakers because we thought, okay, it's great because sneakers already traded as an asset, became you know, the item for fashion since a very long time. But you are not limiting, we are not limiting ourselves to that. Then after we did avatars, now we're making you know, real estate. And I think a lot of the brands right now, they, they, they are still focused on their core product and their normal business. But I thought if you start from scratch, it's... Thank a, you very uh, much. Thank you. No COVID. Thank you. Uh, but a lot of the brands right now, they, they need to shift into uh, being a world building and not just you know, building for themselves. And that's, I think, a mistake a lot of people said in the panelists before, like, what can they get from this and da da da? Like, no, you need to ask yourself, what can I do for them? And that's a big shift because it's no more about what can I do for my community. Yeah, exactly. And and for the community, or for the community we're in right now, you know, Web three, everyone wants to come in. It's roughly like a million people, so it's very very small. But you guys write articles about it all the time about one million people, <laughs> and you all want to come in because you're not in. And yes, there's gatekeeping, but just like there's been gatekeeping on us for years in fashion, right? And so now who, who's there? I'm, you know, I'm here in this thing next to all these people when no one knew me you know, three years ago or whatever. So I think it's very interesting change of power and very interesting dynamic because the, the power is going to the people and, and, and the community is really like going to define your value. And that's a big mindset shift because as a brand, you're think, think of yourself, of me, my marketing, my campaign, my competitor. But the real thing that will create the value is the community and, and, and how they add value to you. Okay. So That's a big thing. <laughs> this, so this is the grand vision of kind of why you started the company. The pandemic mm -hmm. hits. We actually wrote the first time we mentioned Artifact on BOF yes. was July 2019. Yeah, before we, st we were still stealth. Yeah, and you were in like stealth mode. And we, funny thing, we gave you a Murakami Jordan, you know, as the image because yeah. we're a fan of Murakami and Indian, you know. Yeah, well, the, the headline of the article was, would you buy a pair of virtual Nike Nikes, sneakers, right? Yeah. So pandemic hits. Last February, I think, you did a digital sale of sneakers. It was ferocious. Yeah. with ferocious. Millions of dollars of sneakers sold in a very short space of time, like mm. five minutes. And that's when it really got on our radar. We were like, what is this? Because thing? you saw the money. But the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. It's yeah, called the business of fashion, right? Why, but the, but the, okay, the problem with this, right? And that's why, like, all the bullshit about the flattening market, etc. You only talk about the money. But the, the great story about this, of course, we made $3 million in five minutes. We made, at the end of the year, $120 million in five minutes, you know? So the money doesn't matter. The money the matters, though, because... No, it matters to you. To me, I mean, it was... No, great, but right? you got an investment from Andreessen Horowitz. It was not based on that specifically, but the good... So what was the real story here? It was, there was that kid, 18 years old. Ferocious. Oh, ferocious. Yeah. Oh, a really amazing artist, like part of the NFT, small NFT art scene that kick-started the movement. And all his life, he wanted to make sneakers, right? But no of the big sneaker players would make him a sneaker because he's not an athlete, he's not you know, known, he had only 20,000 followers. And us, we thought, okay, like, his art is dope, we love his attitude. If you've seen interviews of him, he's the most like, dynamic, passionate person you can meet in your life, honestly, he's nonstop. And we worked with him on Discord for two weeks, nonstop, sending him 3D, him sending him files, us making the 3D. We launched it without thinking any, we didn't even calculate the objective is to make $3 million and have this amount of pressure. We didn't do that. We just said, okay, let's make these kids the coolest sneakers we can. Let's launch them as NFT first, and then you can forge them, you know, because we invented this thing of having the, always the value in the NFT. You can forge to get that at Jeff Staple once we did. And we launched it with no expectations. I remember I was on, on Clubhouse when Clubhouse was still a thing, so sorry for... <laughs> but, and we were on Clubhouse and he was crying, you know, 
And not because he made millions of dollars, because he made millions, you know, he made a lot of money before doing that with us as well in NFTs. But to me, the story was this is how a brand no one knew, you know, ever, like three guys were just three at the time, the three founders managed to make shoes like this for a kid no one knows. And yes, make that money. But, but that was, I think, the beginning. And that's why the kick started all for us as well. Like, because of course, all the articles were about the money, but that core story was this is we spotted the creator that no one knew and you know, used our brand and, and our, our capabilities as a platform for him to do his dream. And that was the real story, but no one talked about that. They well, it's, it's really important that you say that actually, because one of the things that I've always, when people ask me like, what does it take to make a successful fashion business, right? Mm. The creative part is absolutely critical. And all of the creative people who tend to end up in these big fashion houses come from the same places. What, what this kind of approach to thinking about creativity and fashion does is it enables creativity that can, can come from anywhere. But that's the whole point. And that's why, you know, me, I'm quite happy we disrupted a bit the fashion. Because 2021, you can read the articles, of course, the article about money, but no one innovated more than us in 2021. Across all the big brands, all the big groups, all innovation team with guys doing nothing in their office, we killed all of them. Like, in just most of it, three to five persons. And that's the thing, because I think fashion industry, the big problem is that they... And I've been, you know, amazing. LV took Virgil and you know, started to bring some other culture. Thank God they finally did it. Still big problem today in terms of who is really, you know, at the command. But it's always the same business schools they hire from, or it's the same groups that they transfer from one maison to another maison. So there's no real, you know, no one really thinking like, okay, like, can we actually do something different, right? Yeah. And that's why us, I think we managed is that we were not, I mean, I worked in fashion, you know, first job was in Colette. Most of the stuff I learned was at Colette at 18 years old, to be honest. But it was a closed ecosystem where you were not really letting people in and you do your little dinners and Met Gala, all this stuff. But no, but it's too, like, and Met Gala to me is weird, but anyway. Uh, like, uh, the, but then that was closed, right? And, and us, it's all about opening it. And I think that's what's super amazing because I'm a huge believer in creativity and, and how you like creativity in business together. But it's always business that has the, the first hand, right? And they always ask you when you're in the corporate business, how much money you plan to make with this? And how much you, I, say, I don't know because I'm doing something new, so it might work, might not work, and, and hopefully it works more than we all think, right? And me, that's what I love is how you, you get yourself into execution mode, you put that idea to life, small creative team. We always refused to work with marketing or PR people when we did collaboration. It was always like, we work with the creative director directly, I don't want any, anyone else in the WhatsApp, because we work on WhatsApp, basically. <laughs> uh, and that's, I think, the cool thing, is that it's opening the door to a whole new you know, type of culture and diversity of creative, and fashion, the tools are way more easy to do because most of it is digital. You can learn Blender on YouTube. If you're dedicated in six months, you can become a really good 3D artist. You don't need to go to a school. You can just go on YouTube on Blender Guru, uh, just subscribe to his channel. <laughs> so that's why I think there's a whole new you know, world of people coming in. And, and I say this all the time, anyone who's 15 years old today, it's been 10 years they play Minecraft. 10 years there with their friends online in a 3D environment, splitting tasks, making skins, making servers on Discord. It's second stuff. nature. Yeah, but that generation is there waiting to kill us all, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, like in a good way, right? Kill us with uh, creativity. Yeah. But the, that's the thing. And I think a lot of people in fashion always disregarded that, just like they disregarded gaming for a very long time. And they all woke up like, oh, Travis Scott did a concert in Fortnite. Uh, they all woke up then, like, but it's been 20 years, gaming is, is the most important industry there is, where you have all the talent, all the creativity. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, is that uh, suddenly they start to open their eyes, but I think it's going to be very, very hard way to, you know, to be successful, because 
you can't learn stuff you love, right? Like, okay. If you don't love it, it's very hard to study. It's not McKinsey's going to tell you how to love gaming and, and, and 20 years of gaming I did. You can't learn it. I did these games. I spent the hours. You know? It's like you say you need a thousand hours to, learn, to master something. I did a million hours of gaming. So <laughs> maybe not a million. So that's, I think, a big thing that's going on right now that few people realize that it's going to be very, very hard. And I think that's why Nike has been super smart and what a lot of fashion brands or groups should do and are starting to think about it. Like, instead of forcing it on your existing business, do a separate unit that is fully de dedicated of genuine people, not people that try to still be relevant in their job, but genuine people who actually love this thing and know this thing, and split it from the core business because the core business is always going to restrain that new unit because you need to think completely new for this Wild West we're in, right? So, mm. And the problem is we're in the Wild West and traditional brands are full of sheriff. And you don't want a sheriff at the beginning at the Wild West, right? So that's it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Okay, so I don't mean to be kind of overly combative, 
But it's about community. It's not about making money. It's huh. you know, it's it's you know, it's nurturing creativity. And then you sold your business to Nike, yeah. right? In, yeah, in that's a good story. Right. So, but so I tell you why, right? Explain. Yeah, this is what I want to understand. So there's many is, reasons. But yeah, so what, how does the Nike acquisition help you further the vision that you and your co-founders have? So the main thing, I think the biggest risk is corporations coming in that space and using their old school way of thinking. When the forces first, we all respect Nike, you know, amazing brand, best slogan, you know, just do it, kind of, the, that's the attitude we all have here and we should all have. And then we thought, okay, first storytelling-wise, it was great because we always joked that we were making that 25 roadmap in 2020. The way, you know, the people we met, the CEO and stuff, like very smart, very good approach on the brand. And then we also thought, okay, like the problem is if these big corporate people come in and adapt their way of thinking to our ecosystem, it's not going to fulfill you know, all the potential it has. But if we're inside and next to them and educate them and work with them and make them, you know, kind of addicted to the way we work because it's really addicting to actually launch stuff all the time and try new things because we're in that period where if you're good, you can actually innovate every day. Every day you can invent something and fail or succeed, but get learnings from it. And we thought, and we joked with our co-founders, like if we manage to change Nike by 5%, it's a huge win. It would be the biggest thing I did of my career, right? Of course, I made money selling the company or whatever, and I'm in this conference, but if you manage one of the biggest, you know, cultural entity in the world, like to understand, to do the right thing or change the way they think a little bit, it's huge achievement. And the good thing is everyone follows what Nike does, you know? They were all following what we were doing 2021. Once Nike acquired us, everyone woke up because everyone looks at what Nike does because they are leaders. So that was the core reason we, we did that. Sure. So, yeah. no, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. So, Benoit, what happens from here? You know, we've had all of these ideas laid out here this morning. I think that have been actually really fascinating about kind of the empowerment of customers to play a role in your business through DAOs, you know, the role of community, you know, NFTs can play a role in marketing and building hype, but that there's real business opportunities here too. Paint a picture for us the next, say not too far in the future, like, because things are moving so quickly, but say three to five years from now, what does this space look like for brands working in the fashion industry? I mean, I hate these type of future questions because you can never guess. Either you're too late or too early. I never thought we would you know, do that in two years at all. And we did it. So I really don't like this. But I think in the first, a lot of brands are going to become irrelevant if they continue with their short-term driven, you know, marketing objectives. And I think really 99% of what brands do are, is really bad so far. And just taking liquidity of the market just to say, I did an NFT, can I have my promotion? I think it's really bad. And I think, you know, what, what, what's interesting is, you know, you always say that you need a, your 100 first true fans, right? Us, we made our 100 first millionaires. Uh, so that's very different. It's not only us making money. Explain what you mean by your, you made your first 100 millionaires. Yeah, like, you know, the Jeff Staple, when we launched, we, we gave Pigeon for $1. Like, we sold Pigeon for $1. And now today, it, it made people who kept it so far more than $1 million worth of value. And so that's, type of, that's the type of, you, you know, you give money, to, your community makes money and it gets value from you. And then the value, they pour it back in, you know, either by supporting or creating their own business, they will connect your ecosystem, supporting other artists, supporting other stuff. So I think three, five years from now, I don't know on the brands really, but the, me, I'm very interested in the new brands or new type of things are going on around the DAOs, etc. I think it's going to do a little bit like, and it's already like this today, like mini countries that are like of very, very small countries because it's not like a million people of one country, it's communities of 10,000, 20,000 people. And I really like that dynamic of 
these small countries, the tokens, and how together they can actually invent something new instead of having the brain strength to integrate or participate in some weird ways, because unless they really start to make a dedicated unit for it or even a, a new brand, you know, that's still relying on you know, using some of their resource, but do something new, I don't really see uh, any of them succeeding really. And the worst case scenario would be that they all come in with their marketing dollars and their, you know, ideas around to protect their brand and all of that and really fail to understand that, you know, this world has changed and now you're in the internet world, right? You can't control the internet. Uh, so I hope that three years from now, a lot of brands would have evolved from that, that a lot of the stuff that's in their uh, office today would have changed with like 20 years old guys who are good at Reddit that is replacing, you know, the, that they stop call community managers, social media people. A community manager is not a social media person, it's a community manager. It's a very different type of job. And I hope that they really embrace it. I think luxury brands have a huge way of embracing it in the right way because, as I said, you're in world building stage and, and luxury brands and, and most of the brands you work pretty good. They understand how to make an experience, to build an ephemeral thing in a pop-up, to do window display that tells, you know, a small world in a window. So I think for once, because social media, they were a bit like, okay, what's going on? Everyone can comment on what I do. <laughs> I don't want that. But I think with Web3, they can really understand the layer of ownership and world building. A lot of them can embrace it really well, but it will all depend on who's at the helm at that strategy. And then if it's still driven by short term, I think a lot of them will just fail and you will see a very long tail of very interesting brands or communities or small countries that will actually drive most of the value. Because the communities or the people, they, I don't use the word consumer, they will go towards you know, where they can add value and feel that reward of, okay, I did value and now I get the community feedback and reward, and where as well they can get some of that value back. And people will move there because from the moment you, start, you stop to become a consumer that just buys and shows it off, etc., and you start to actually you know, feel rewarded because you're part of a community, really, and you make encounters, you know, me, I met so many people in the last two years on Discord and stuff. I met them for the first time only two weeks ago in Paris, but it's people I made collaborations with, millions of dollars with, I never met them. I met them in real life, and I thought, oh, so good, I didn't care to meet them in real life, in fact. Well, okay, cool. I know you already, in fact, you see what I mean? So I think that's where it's going to go. Like, the, how do you understand that the expectations of your audience are going to change? Because they want to add value to you, and they also want to get value from you, not only from the product side. Okay. Well, thank you, Benoit, for that. I can talk a lot more if you want. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, we're going to have some time for some questions later. But, okay. um, you know, I think this is clearly such a fast evolving space and there's a lot that we're all still trying to understand. And sometimes you need someone like Benoit to like really push the boundaries. So Benoit, thank you. Yeah, thank thank you. you very much. <laughs> The BOF Podcast is edited and produced by Emma Clark, Kate Vartan, and Eric Bria in the BOF Studio team. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. When I first started writing BOF, it was out of pure passion for this industry and with an eye to how the disruptive forces of digitization, globalization, and consumer shifts would change the way fashion works. 15 years later, we are well on our way to helping to define the fashion business of the future. As I travel the world, some of you ask me, what's the best way to support BOF as we continue to act as your guide during these turbulent times? The best way to support BOF? 
is to support our journalism by joining BOF Professional, the largest community of fashion professionals in the world. A BOF Professional membership gives you access to our agenda-setting insights and analysis, which you won't find anywhere else, plus the opportunity to learn from our talented team of correspondents and editors, as well as our wider network of the fashion industry's leading creatives, thinkers, and futurists. Follow the link in the episode notes to learn more. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. It's advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.